0: In the name of the living God, creating, redeeming, and sustaining. Amen. Amen. Happy New Year! Year. (laughs) Yes, in the church calendar, it is the first day of the new year. And I was just checking to make sure you were awake. (laughs) It's these days when we prepare for the coming of Christ on Christmas Day. And with the coming of the year, there's a shift in our emphasis in the lectionary cycle. We begin year A, where we'll hear a lot from the Gospel of Matthew. I always find new beginnings, whether they're in the church year at the beginning of the new year, to be times when I can start anew. Wake up. Take account of all that's around me, all that's going on inside of me. To look to all that is new with hope. I think it's kind of ironic that the introduction to the gospel of Matthew in the message translation of the Bible reminds us that even on this first day of the new year, every day we wake up in the middle of something that is already going on. We woke up this morning not just to the first day in the church year, but in the middle of an incredible ever-present reality— It's a reality that we can expect something, that we can hope for something from God that is beyond our wildest imaginings. We all came here this morning in the midst of something that is already going on. So the big question, I guess, for us all to ask ourselves is, are you awake? Sometimes I think we need a big, giant spiritual alarm clock to wake us up. And these scriptures this this morning does just that. They urge us, wake up. So are you awake? Are you awake to the present reality of your life? Are you awake to the possibilities of God's future? Are you awake to the promise of Christ's coming So are you awake to the state of your life as it is right now? I think this might be our biggest wake-up call in Advent. Paul's letter to the Romans states clearly, you know what time it is, how it is the moment for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer now than when we became believers. The night is gone. The day is near. Paul says, you know what time it is. So are you awake to the state of your life? Are you awake to the dawning of the day that brings to light who you are? The letter Paul wrote urges us to live honorably. So which of these that Paul listed do you struggle? Jealousy? Arguing and quarreling? What about arrogance, self-indulgence, drunkenness, burning the candle at both ends, or reveling? Reveling that's more than just simply enjoying yourself, but letting so totally loose and carrying on that perhaps you've lost yourself in the process. I think it's funny how In this season of preparation we call Advent, this month leading up to Christmas, we so often associate with all those things that Paul listed. It's that time of year when we're even encouraged to overindulge and overdo. Are you awake to the state of your life as it is right now? Or are you preparing for another season of Advent that's just getting through the motions— making it to Christmas. I think that Paul's imagery of putting on an armor of light is more than appropriate in this secular season that so often calls us to places of darkness. What would it look like for you to put on the Lord Jesus Christ throughout this season? What would it look like as dawn breaks on who you really are? Paul makes it clear that our very salvation is wrapped up in being awake and alert to the state of our life as it is right now. And to wake up means to break the old habits, to put on that armor of light, to seek what gives life. So if we're going to break free of the things that bind us in darkness, in the present, we have to have a hope for the future. Are you awake to the possibilities of God's future? What do you hope for? Do you have a vision of what a future could look like that abounds with God's grace, with God's presence? Sometimes I think we get stuck. We want this deeper hope in our lives so badly, but we don't know how to achieve it. The prophet Isaiah offered us a vision of hope for Jerusalem. He pointed to times in the past when God's people seemed hopeless. Can you recall a time in your life when God brought you through of a time that seemed helpless and hopeless? What was it like dwelling in the hopelessness? How did God bring you through Wherever you're at today, know that there is hope, even in present-day feelings of hopelessness. Those lessons from the prophet Isaiah and from the Psalms today offer us two strong images of hope in the possibilities of God's future. But they both require an ascent. Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord that ascent can sometimes feel like a really steep, steady incline. In this season that's supposed to be full of wonder and hope, sometimes we do feel hopeless. We need some more concrete ways to find hope this Advent season. What do you think you can do differently this year as you prepare for Christmas? What can you do that will bring you a greater sense of hope? i found one way is to start substituting things that bring renewed hope and faith in the place of things that deplete our energy and our bank accounts. Perhaps one way to start is by asking a friend or a family member to be honest with you about what was depleting last year. And then to consider a substitute. A substitute of hopeful activity. I remembered last year how depleted I felt by the end of the Advent season, because it seemed like there was just this treadmill of tasks, things to do, things that must be done in order to make it to Christmas Day. Make sure these travel plans are arranged. Prepare this meal. Go to this party. By Christmas Day, I was exhausted. So this year, my husband reminded me of how much I enjoy unplugging. He said, why don't you stay off the computer for a few hours? Turn off your phone and put on some music and we'll decorate the tree. Just taking those few hours at the beginning of a busy season gave me a sense of walking in the light of God. Gave me a sense of renewed hope even hope in God's future. So what's going to bring you a renewed sense of hopefulness? Maybe that will lead you to a hope in God's future. Maybe it's a quiet moment by a fire, inviting a friend over to your home, or something else that renews you. Are you awake to that? Are you awake to what gives you hope? Are you awake to the possibilities of God's future present in that hope? Every day, we wake up in the middle of something that is already going on. Christ is already on his way. Are you awake to what that means? The promise of Christ's arrival is at the heart of the Advent season. But it's not just about the baby Jesus arriving in that manger on Christmas Day, as he does each year. It's about waking up. Waking up to Christ coming into your heart right now. Waking up to the promise that Christ is coming in the future. The Gospel of Matthew says of this, Be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. Are you awake To what Christ's coming can mean for your life? It's about the ultimate bumping up against the every day. And that always seems to be a surprise, according to the scripture. That first image we have in the Gospel of Matthew this morning takes us back to the time of Noah. Usually when we think about Noah, we think of him preparing, building the ark. But this morning, we have the image of all those who were not prepared. They were going about the everyday, and suddenly a flood came and swept them away. The other image we have is of two women grinding meal. Perhaps they're making bread for dinner. They're doing what they do every day, and all of a sudden, one of them disappears, It's an image of rapture. It's an image that calls us to be prepared. Both of these images are unexpected, and you know what? They seem a little bit negative. (laughs) They're not necessarily welcome to those who are unprepared. Thankfully, not all of the surprising images of Christ's coming are negative. In Matthew 13, we find Jesus comparing finding the kingdom to someone finding treasure in a field. Certainly, this is more welcome than the devastation of a flood or the disappearance of a friend. But again, it's unexpected, surprising. However and whenever it happens in our lives, Christ's coming happens unexpectedly, and we are told to be prepared. I think that's like Being prepared for our own surprise party. Or being prepared for a heart attack. How in the world are we supposed to keep awake? How are we supposed to be ready for things like this? I think the only way we can be prepared for Christ's coming is to imagine God at work in the world as we know it. In every moment. To imagine God at, the wor- at work in the world is our purpose. It's at the center of our hope. It is our prayer. And as Sister Joan Chittister, writes, prayer is an attitude toward life that sees everything as ultimately sacred. Everything as potentially life-changing. Everything as revelatory of life's meaning. It is our link between dailiness and eternity. Being prepared for the coming of Christ means being awake in the midst of the mundane. It means knowing that when Christ comes, it is going to be surprising. It means being prepared, therefore, for Christ to change us, to change our lives. And it means believing that this life-changing power can be found even in upsets and in challenges. It means having hope that there's something better in store for each of us. Every day, we wake up in the middle of something that is already going on. It's going on within us and around us. Are you awake? May your Advent journey this year begin with hope. Awake to the possibilities of the future. Aware of the state of your life as it is right now. And knowing that Christ is longing to be made manifest in the midst of every single moment. Wake up. Look for Christ with hope in your hearts. Amen.